ka huri te ao, ka kitia ngā mata o te marama, hua mai, riko mai, tēnei tātou e hora atu nei i ngā kōrero o te ao hurihuri ki te mata o te whenua. Welcome to Mata with me, Mahingarangi Forbes, brought to you by Te Māngai Pāho and the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Lots to talk about with our panellists, Tau Henari and Denise Roche, including the Health and Equity Adjuster, uh, Heather Skipworth's resignation from Te Pāti Māori, and another failed attempt to establish the Kermadec Ocean Sanctuary. Tēnā hei whakarewa i ngā matapakinga i tēnei hōtaka, ka aro, ka aro atu tātou, ki te oranga o te hunga taiohi. Oranga Tamariki is a subject of an investigation after allegations two staff engaged in inappropriate sexual behaviour with young people in two of its care and protection residences. One of the incidents came to light after the Office of the Children's Commissioner visited a youth justice facility unannounced. The office has long been calling for the closure of Oranga Tamariki's care and protection residences and its Commissioner, Judge Evers, joins me now from Te Whanganui Atara. Tēnā koe i te kai ko mihana. Tēnā koe mihingārangi. You've said that these children are not safe in these residences and that's alarming because, you know, if you think about your own children locked up in unsafe places, you'd be beside yourself. Does it keep you up at night? I, d I do worry about it. Yes, that's true. But it, I guess it's really the model of care that we have for our, our mokopuna who are in detention. So there's two types of places. One is a care and protection residence, which is... Um, where children who, um, you know, there are issues with their behaviour which their whānau can't manage, so they're put in a, a residence um, to be assisted. And then um, there's also the youth offending residences. So they're dotted across the country. Um, look, in the main, um, the kaimahi that are there um, do care for the mokupuna, but the model of care is outmoded. It's not fit for purpose. It doesn't address the therapeutic needs of these mokupuna, and which is really important. These um, children in Rangatahi are there because something traumatic has happened to them in their lives and it's impacted on the way they see the world, the way they see themselves and the way they behave. What, I mean, can you describe these places, these residences, and, you know, what kind of number of children are we talking about? Look, we're not talking about very many. Um, you know, some of the residences can take up to 40 mokopuna, some can take up to... Uh, 20, but in the main, at any time, and I don't have the up-to-date statistics, there's no more than about sort of 200 perhaps in these places across the country. Um, so they are institutions, and for me, um, they are prison-like. I mean, I went and have visited a couple of them now, and I know high walls, um, often the use of secure care, so if a mokopuna um you know, acts out or has um, an issue and, and, you know, lashes out, and they get locked in basically a cell for up to 24 hours. Now, we can do better than that, and that's that's not the way to treat our, our children. Um, and the other issue is that many of them are a long way away. So, um, you know, for example, the one down here in Wellington, when I went there to visit, many of the mokopuna are from Papakura, and they're miles away from their whanau. So they could be in a not only a different part of the Amorti, but also a different island. They could be in the South Island residence, even though they come from the north and that's where their whānau is. So they're prison-like. What, what, prison -like. what does that do for a tamaiti who's that far away from his mum or dad or big sisters and brothers? Well, it's, it's, it's going contrary to the provisions of the Act, which is all about, the Oranga Tamariki Act is all about 
connecting whānau and keeping um, Mokopuna um, connected to their whānau hapu iwi um, and to be with their whānau as, as much as they can. Um, it's it's also a breach of um, international treaties, um, you know, state care intervention and care in, in these sorts of institutions is meant to be short term. Some of these Mokopuna have been in there for over six months. Um, it breaks their spirit. It's not therapeutic. Uh, and it very much um, diminishes their mana. And it's unsafe, as you've found. So can you talk us through this recent case? Did the, the child uh, report the abuse directly to you or someone in your team? No. The, um, we monitor these res residences regularly. It's a part of our obligations under an international treaty um, called the Optional Protocol Against Torture Treaty. Um, so the, the, we go around, we make announced visits and unannounced visits to make sure that mokopuna are treated, um, they are not treated unkindly, inhumanely, or um, subject to any sort of torture. So that's that mandate. So when my team, um, not me personally, but when my team went into um, this particular residence, um, it was through their process of talking to staff, uh, talking to Morpina, just their observations, um, this issue arose um, and that's how we found out about it. So where to from here? I mean, you've said, you have said that Oranga Tamariki in this instance has responded swiftly, but is that your experience? Uh, in the time that I've, I mean, probably this is the first time that this has arisen in the time that I've been in the job. So um, I'm pleased because for the, for the safety of Morpina, that's a good, um, a good, a reaction or response from Oranga Tamariki. But what actually, what I would like to see, and I've said this many times, and commissioners before me have said this, these places need to close down. No one wants their, none of us want our child, our mokopuna, in a place that's cold, that's institutional, where if they misbehave, they get thrown, put in a cell for 24 hours, where their basketball court is a, a 10 foot high wall that you can't see through, um, where they I mean, it's it's a little bit like the ERO report, the report that came out today. These mokopuna are out of sight, out of mind, and we actually need to keep them in mind, and that will be um, what I'll be urging uh, Oranga Tamariki to do. And actually the whole country needs to think about this. This is not a way to treat children who are actually our most vulnerable and our most marginalised. And unless we help these children to heal from whatever... Um, harm they have had in their very short lives, um, then it's, these issues are going to continue. Um, and, it, you know, if people can even think more broadly, if we help these mokopuna, I mean, it just takes one child at a time, one child at a time to take in, back into their whānau, back into their community, have that whānau wrap around them with, with ex, um, intense, in, intense support um, from the state, because that's needed. And that's uh, they need, it could be a housing issue, it could be uh, a food issue, it could be an education. Well, in fact, it's usually all of those things. Um, and often these mokopuna don't have fathers. So they need mentors and they need good whānau members to step forward. But it needs to go, we, I would like to see these uh, places closed down and community-based models of care in smaller groups. So not 20 mokopuna altogether, but say three or four who are cared for in a whānau-like manner rather than an institutional manner. I mean, even if you don't have um, trauma, you put a, a bunch of teenagers together, what are they going to do? I mean, you know, that, 
it, it's human nature. So we need to look at each child, each mokopuna is unique. Where do they come from? Who are their whanau? How can we wrap that support around them so that this mokopuna doesn't continue to have this trauma? What's the, um, I guess, you know, lots of people agree that they shouldn't be in these residences and and smaller community um, homes are the solution, but what's the stepping stone? How do we get there? Well, it just, I mean, Oranga Tamariki actually have told me that they support um, this. So it's a matter of really making it a priority. I think government and Oranga Tamariki leadership need to make it a priority. I accept there are barriers in the way, and some of those barriers, would you believe, are things like resource consent. People don't want for want of a better word, troubled mokopuna living in their neighbourhood. But it, it's not about that. It's about looking at finding places where these mokopuna can grow. I mean, my little dream, you say, well, you know, I can't sleep at night. I dream of these mokopuna, say, living out in the country somewhere. I'm a country kid. I know the benefits of living in the country. And they live in a house. Um, they can go and make themselves a cheese toasty when they want. Um, they, they can get on a bike and go for a ride. They can climb a tree. Um, you know, Toe can go and go and get them and take them fishing and teach them how to catch eels or or snapper or whatever. But they just need a more um, usual life and they need to be allowed to be children, not locked up in a prison-like institution because that's presently what we're doing to our kids. Um, your, the, the, the Office of the Children's Commissioner was removed from having oversight over Oranga Tamariki. How big of a problem is that? Look, initially, um, I, I suppose it's the good thing is we have this mandate under the um, Optional Protocol Against Torture and the Crimes Against Torture Act. So it is actually a double set of eyes. I, I can see that now. So that sits with the Independent Children's Monitor, which is a government agency, but their total mandate is the practices and procedures of Oranga Tamariki. The Children's Commissioner's Office mandate is this uh, to, to ensure that, that mokopuna are safe. That's the focus. So actually there's a sort of intersect there and we uh, we work with that office. So I, you know, that I'm a big believer in getting the evidence and using the evidence to inform the advocacy so that people really understand there are issues here. Um, so um, while that oversight was taken away, um, at the same time, um, we're still involved there and are able to work with the Independent Children's Monitor are you for an, the information that Are you an have. advocate, though, of having it returned, the oversight? I think at this at this point in time, we've got a, a new model setting up next, um, just next week, the 1st of July, we've got the commission coming up. Uh, look, initially, I advocated for that to be within the Children's Commissioner's Office. I think to be fair to, and to make sure that we do the best for our mokopuna, uh, we have to go with this model now and work with it. I think time will tell. It will be reviewed, uh, I think, in three years' time. So um, the good thing is uh, the focus for or the role of the Children's Commissioner and what will be the role of the Commission is that um, is advocacy. So that's what um, this office can do that the Independent Children's Monitor can't do. So, in fact, <clears throat> they're doing the deep dive, looking at practices and procedures of Oranga Tamariki, mm -hmm. We're taking that information and the information that we obtained through the um, OPCAT uh, mandate. And the good thing is that this role allows you to make a noise, to have a voice, to have a say, to highlight those issues publicly. Kia ora, tēnā koe te kaikomihana, me o, uh, o whakaro nui ki o tātou taiohe. Kia ora. Tēnā koe. 
Hei huri tau i ngā takinui o te wā ke whakarongo ake tātou ki te āparangi tōranga pū o mata, our panellists tonight are former Green MP Denise Rash and former Minister of Māori Affairs Tau Henare, both who remain in top form. Tēnā kōrua. Kia What do you make of that tau? Um, if this government's had, you know, came in promising that it was going to turn Oranga Tamariki into a place where... Uh, our people, where our kids were going to be safe, yep. return children to iwi. Um, they've had a long time to do that and we still have these situations. Yeah, I mean the sad thing is is, is that traumatised kids are being traumatised again. Yep. That's the saddest thing. When you're trying to help somebody and you're basically putting them in, a, in an environment that it's unsafe. And it's, that's just... Look, uh, there, have, there are um, examples of uh, good in our community um, Kahunganu, um, all over. Very the, new though, and, oh had yeah, to very, force, and they had to force three reports yeah, yeah. of that. And, and they had to fight for, for uh, recognition. Mm. Um, and why is it such a hard job to get that recognition? Mm. I mean, do you drain the swamp? Some people say, would say yes, some people would say no. Um, I, I, th I think it's, I think there is. There is a time for it to be drained, and it's now. Yeah. And let's get on with it because there are examples of good providers, community, iwi, hapu, whānau. Why can't, you know, uh, MSD or Oranga Tamariki go off down the, down the corridor of Parliament and talk to Megan Woods about housing and, you know, Lynn's and all the rest of them and just purchase a whole lot of farms? and put these kids in it and set it up. Yeah, well, that would be the, the, the obvious thing to do, is that um, those wraparound services that we need for those tamariki. And, you know, as the um, commissioner said, there's not that many of them, mm. and it's become quite this, this inflated issue um, and is frequently used for dog whistling, I have to say. But it's also part of the reason that we treat our kids like this is because we've got such a punitive approach. Mm. Um, and it just doesn't work. It totally doesn't work. Those wraparound services, the, the government will to spend some money and some resources on supporting these kids, that investment will be paid back multiple times over this generation and they just need to get on to it. 75% of these tamariki are Māori and that figure is even higher if you consider uh, the tamariki who are both Māori and Pacifica together. Um, you know, would it... Would you expect, um, you know, iwi to be involved here? Um, yeah. You know, urban Māori authorities, you yeah. know? Oh, oh, right across the board. Um, right across the board, Mātāwaka and uh, uh, Haukainga. Um, you have to be involved somehow. Oh. That's the worst statistic, is that 75% are mm. Māori. Mm. And like you say, the double, double up with their whanaunga from the, from the Pacific, mm. um, mate, it's our, it's, it's our issue, not our problem. But if they want it to be our problem, well, we'll fix it as well. Mm. And, see, and, and, and all it needs is somebody in Wellington in the Beltway to say, yeah, I think that's a good idea, let's go for it. Mm. I mean, of course you're going to have to do some ground, groundwork. Everything... Uh, starts with a bit of groundwork, but there's networks, there are people out there that have done this since, since Matua Whangai when I was 15, 16 years of age. And thank goodness for those international treaties that allow the Office of the Commissioner in to, uh, to have a look, eh? Yeah, that oversight to um, make sure that 
that tamariki is safe is just is crucial. But I think the whole process is not safe, and I think the commissioner's right. They need mm. to be shut down, and that would then generate more resources to be able to invest in these families, mm. this far notes, our, our people, to make sure that they're looked after if and that you, they can flourish. You know, if you can find five million bucks overnight for a, um, a, a, a liquidated Rupehu <laughs> ski scheme. I'm not arguing against it, um, then you can find five million bucks or ten million bucks to do this. Kapai Tvanganuyatara played host to the National Party Conference over the weekend. Uh, the party leader was introduced as Chris, not Christopher Luxon, um, and says the party's making a comeback, so no surprises on the key policies. Actually, the sharp end of what we're just talking about uh, longer sentences, tougher on crime, more support for victims, cost of living. Um, but there's been a bit of a pushback. Some judges are, are, are best saying that. Judges would be suited uh, to determine lengths of sentences and, and any tweaks and changes to the justice system. Who are the experts here? What, what do you think? You've been the Minister of Māori Affairs. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the expert is the Minister at the end of the day because the, because the buck stops with that person. Mm. You, know, at, um, you know, look, lawyers can protect their own field, judges can protect their own fields, but at the end of the day, it's the minister in charge or the cabinet or the government that makes the calls. I mean, uh, look, go back to the National Party Conference. This, the National Party Conference, every election year, it's held in Wellington. It's a, it's a uh, time for only the National Party. This is not about some, somebody new. This mm. is not about getting new members. This is about a geeing up the troops, just like the Green Party does, just like the Labour Party, the Te Pāti Māori, New Zealand First have a busload of old people. You know, it's, it's, you've got to understand the animal. They're not, the National Party's not after new people. They're after shoring up their own vote. Do you agree uh, some of the things that they want to do is remove the cultural reports that have, you know, been a long time in train coming? Um, is this the place of politicians? No, I don't think so. I think if we're serious about wanting to reduce crime, then um, when it comes to sentencing, we need to be looking at the whole person, right, and looking at the way to rehabilitate them. And it comes back to that point about this whole punitive approach to people, which Toe's right. They were talking to their people. Their people are really tough on law and order, but it actually, it's a hackneyed term and it doesn't work. It might work for some true blue voters, but it doesn't work for anybody else because it's outdated. Mm. Uh, in January this year, Chris Luxon said the Māori Christopher. seats... Christopher. Luxon said the Māori seats Chris. don't make a lot of sense. Yep. Two months later, he said, we're going to run in them. <laughs> and on Saturday, the party announced their two people, Hare te hipango, fōtitai hauaru, henerewa te hau fōtāmaki. Will they be pleased with this outcome? Well, that doesn't make sense. Nah, look... Um, it, the initial comment that it doesn't make sense comes from a person who just doesn't understand New Zealand um, and has um, bugger all He's the leader of the party. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying it. Mm. Um, since then, he's been given a, a little bit of an education about who used to belong to the, uh, to the National mm. Party. That, um, you know, there, there are luminaries scattered throughout history, except me. Um, um, <laughs> You're a luminary. Yeah. Luminaries um, that, that have worked inside the National Party. Um, and and um, he, I, I was going to say he forgets, but how can you forget something that you didn't even know? That's true.
We, we remember Matere Oto. <laughs> What's the strategy, do you think, for them in the Māori seats? Will they be party vote or...? They're going for the party vote, and that's what they're doing with these candidates. Uh, it's basically just about shoring up their vote there. I mean, it's good strategy. There's, there's nothing wrong with it, but yeah. I don't think either of these are serious serious contenders for the seats themselves. No. It's all about the party vote. If you can, if you can pick up 2%, 3%. I think they get higher than that in the Māori seats. Well, yeah, yeah, but... but, but and, and particularly because New Zealand First may or may not be in the race this year, so we'll, oh, they'll yeah, pick but, those but, but regardless um, uh, uh, whether New Zealand First has a candidate or not, they'll still pick up a quite a nice little 10%, little 14% mm, yeah, of the vote. 10 to 12, eh? And that's good. Mm. So 3% is, is all right. So it's... Is it good for the Māori seats to be so hotly contended with people interested, I guess? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. good for voters, right? Mm. They, get, um, they get a real choice, and so they should have. Mm. You know, you know, you know uh, it begs the question, why can't we be part of the centre-right? Why can't Māori be part of the centre-right? And, and they got it. I mean, there are, man, the number of Māoris out there who are actually, it struck me, to be rather right-wing. Um, you know, there, there's, to, a, there's quite to, a lot. To be fair, there's quite a, quite a few Māoris already in the centre, right? You know, Winston, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, David no, Seymour, right. yeah, Pamakotaka. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And they have somebody to, to vote for. Not that I would. Kapai. So a fierce uh, debate took place in Parliament last week and in the media uh, over a Māori and Pacifica inequity lever that was added to the surgery guidelines. Okay. Um, so as we know, Māori and Pacific have the lowest life expectancy and poorer health outcomes, uh, but the way to address those has become a really polarising discussion. What did you make of the argument? Oh, I thought it was really funny. And you know why? Um, because if you, if you were to take away um, the um, equity basis and based it on need, guess who comes up to top of, top of the class? It's us. We win. But do they? But what history proves is it doesn't work. Well, it, well, it, well, it does, except that um, uh, the word that starts with R. I mean, our system is as racist as hell when it comes to the, to the uh, delivery of service, even based on need. You know, so you can go through all of that. So I, I think anything that helps Māoris get better through the health system um, because they are in need is a good system. Is it being misunderstood or manipulated? It's being manipulated. I mean, we've known for a long time that there is an equity in the health system that Māori and Pacifica people are down the bottom of the queue. This um, uh, hysteria about queue jumping and what have you, if you're Māori or Pacifica, is absolute rubbish. It's not the way it's ever worked and it's not the way it's going to work. But it has been recognised that, that the current system hasn't worked and that's why we've got the Fata order is because it's never worked and it's time that it did. Um, and we're hearing surgeons saying that ethnicity has been a, a consideration mm. and always in the way that um, resources are allocated. So, no, it's a beat up. It's dog whistling again. And really, I think as a, as a society, as a country, we need to grow up and stop doing it because it's yuck. It might be the modification of New Zealand, eh? Get that. I wonder what they would have thought the in 1940. Yeah, Hoskins, yeah. he talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> not, that, not, that, not that I listened. You listened somewhere because you raised no, it's it. On Twitter. It's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. Hey, because, uh, you know, you've talked about the Māori Party before. Heather Teo Skipworth yeah. has pulled out. She's pausing. What do you make of it? Oh, hot, on I the, think hot on the heels of losing her seat. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, oh, gee, I would have, I would have been gone by lunchtime if they had a, treated me like that. You would have had a bit of rage. Yeah, I would have been. Uh, I would have been up in arms actually. Because yeah. it's, uh, you know, I mean, I understand why the politics of it all. I understand all of that. Um, but what, I, but what were I, the politics? Was it about a better chance? Oh, it's about sticking a knife into the into the Labour Party. Uh, that's 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 what it's about. It's about having a uh, an MP, ready-made MP that could actually mm. take you across the line at the next election. And so we understand that there's some names popping up for the. La- well, we've all been waiting. Actually, she, oh, she's actually confirmed now. Krishna Tingaire, can I say? So who's from uh, Ngāti Pūrau, um, is going to stand for Labour. Uh, you know, what? Do you know much about her? Uh, I. I just what everyone knows. I don't know her personally, but she's a she's a, a really phenomenal woman. So uh, good on the Labor Party for getting such a high quality candidate. A it's going to be a broadcaster. Fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be quite um, quite quite a battle, and um, it's going to be good for the people and that electorate as well because they've got these really stark choices. Um, I mean, part of part of uh, what I see is the strategy of putting um, Mecca into that role with Te Pāti Māori is also to drive up the, the party vote, uh, whereas I think um, the Labour Party candidate is going to have a good good chance of taking the seat. Game on now? Oh, game on, yeah, game on. She's a um, top-notch sports person as well. So, you know, it doesn't matter whether she's a good journalist or not. <laughs> journalists, journalists are important to her. Mm. Well, she's, she's going to be a great communicator if she's a journalist. But yeah. let's talk about um, there's two uh, Nanaia Mahuta and um, Soraya Ma- Peggy Mason have announced that they won't go on the list. Yeah. I guess Nanaia looks like she'll be fine. How do you think um, Soraya will go in yeah, Te it, it, Big There's big names in there. Yeah, big, big call for her down there because she's up against it. Um, all the polls have uh, Debbie uh, a, a little bit ahead, not 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 by mm. a whole lot, but she's ahead. Mm. Uh, she got a bigger profile. Um, with Nanaya, she's cruising. Yeah, nobody's going to beat her. Mm. We, I've like completely run out of um, having a wanga about the Kumadi, so I'll just give you a quick question. Would you, you know, what did the government do wrong? They didn't involve Māori. Iwi Māori. And okay. I think there's a, there's a multitude of, of iwi Māori voices that need to be taken into consideration, but there's very little trust of Department of Conser- Conservation. I think that's what Can they get wrong. there? Yeah, they can, but I think I think it's right. It's got to be Māori-led. Is yeah, that what uh, happened? May, maybe what the um, Māori side should do is design something mm. and then say, here's the, here's the go, let's do this. Have they not already? Instead of being told... Let's do this. Have they not already? I'm sure Nancy um, Kuri has their I, own yeah, um, yeah, environment yeah, but plan. I think what, what, what's happened up until now is let's work together. Yeah. You know, but, but at the end of the day, we all know that let's, get, let's work together means we will design it. Yes, well, the government certainly knows now after being told. Ngā manaki tanga tēnā kōrua. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a fortnight. Noho mai rā.